In Iran, gender discrimination and misogyny breathe life into an ideology founded by Khomeini. For the Mullah's security forces, suppressing women is amongst the highest motivations. In addition to arrests, torture and executions, enforcing the mandatory veil is used as yet another tool of repression. The clerical regime finds this male-dominated and medieval interpretation of Islam a systematic way to chain Iranian women and deprive them from their freedoms. You're listening to an NCRI Women's Committee podcast. We're here with you to discuss the latest violations of women's rights in Iran as the Iranian regime has taken new measures to enforce the mandatory hijab. Reading through the 2021 annual report of the NCRI Women's Committee, I noticed that Ibrahim Rahisi has ordered his governors to lose no time in implementing the Cultural Council's ratification on hijab and chastity and tightening the rules. Yes, since last December, uh, they've geared up their measures to harass Iranian women even more under the pretext of enforcing the mandatory hijab. Uh, They've been giving licenses to ordinary people other than the security forces to aid them. Uh, They've built new bases and garrisons to systematically monitor the situation and advance their goals. There have also been quite a few incidents of brutal treatment of women for not observing the veil. Uh, As far as I can remember, it was the 6th of May. An image was posted on social media showing a plainclothes officer using brute force and violence to move a young woman into a police car. The woman's dress was torn apart during the beating, simply because a few strands of her hair were visible. Uh, I can also remember another incident involving a driver uh, running over two women in Urmia, in uh, um, northwest Iran, in western Azerbaijan province, Um, That was under the pretext of warning them to observe their hijab. One of the women was seriously injured. There was uh, another outrageous video clip on social media, uh, which uh, showed the scene of plainclothes agents brutally dragging a young woman and pushing her into the state security force van. Uh, The agents grabbed her by the neck, and another woman was pulling her hair. Then just recently, we learned that young teenage girls in Shiraz who'd removed their rails uh, while hanging out with friends were identified and detained for flouting the hijab rule. Um, another example is uh, the arrest of some 120 tourists in northern Iran for dancing in the forests and women removing their veils. Uh, there have been similar incidents in Tehran and other cities as well. You might recall us saying that it was Khomeini who issued a fatwa for the compulsory veil. He ordered all female employees in government offices cover their hair at work or else they would be fired. Yes, I do. And he also dismantled the Family Protection Act so there would be absolutely no chance for women's rights in the family and paved the way for their isolation. 
Well, that line of cracking down on women's rights has today grown into empowering 120 organizations to enforce the regime's new hijab laws. Yes, one can clearly see the pace picking up after Khamenei selected Ibrahim Raisi, a brutal mass murderer, as president. Facing non-stop nationwide protests, they are stepping up their repression of women under the guise of imposing the mandatory veil, thereby terrorizing the entire society. That's in addition to the 27 ministries and government agencies already in charge of enforcing the mandatory veil. There are images and footages of the police or plainclothes agents brutally attacking women in the streets on a daily basis. mentioned there's a new school to give official license to ordinary people so they can freely harass women in the streets at any time. Yes, um, there's a website dedicated to people who want to enroll and receive licenses to harass women. They actually call this enjoining good and forbidding evil. Uh, a garrison is up running too and its commander has cautioned the interior minister that they are certainly at risk by women of Iran. Why do they feel at risk by women? Because women are defying the regime more and more every day. Not only they do not observe the regime's mandatory laws on hijab, they're also at the forefront of every protest leading and invigorating them. Sounds as if Raisi is not satisfied yet. I hear he pushed for more. It's never going to be enough because their survival depends on it. There's also a headquarters called Enjoining Good and Forbidding Evil. Uh, they've developed a broad plan to enforce the compulsory hijab in 11 areas, including executive and cultural sites. The inspectors from the headquarters will uh, visit government institutions and departments and report violations of the hijab laws. What other measures has the Iranian regime undertaken to tighten the rules on hijab? Well, uh, they've taken many measures, but I'd like to point out the establishment of two new bases. Uh, one of them is responsible for imposing the hijab rules on the female employees in government agencies. Uh, according to the new directive, the base holds the bus accountable if his female employee fails to observe the hijab law. In the event of repeat offenses, her bus will be suspended. That's very striking. Yes, very much. Uh, the first phase of this plan uh, has already begun for government agencies and it's later going to be implemented on women in other segments of society. I've also heard of restrictions on women drivers. Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, officials are now threatening women that if they remove their head covering inside the car, the police will take their pictures and register their license plates. Even if the car is borrowed, the police will go after the owner. Also, women found with improper hijab while driving will be introduced to the judiciary. Actually, the restrictions imposed on female drivers are part one of a more comprehensive plan called Nazair. Oh, really? What is the Nazar plan? Can you briefly elaborate on that? Sure, of course. Um, Nazar 1 uh, concerns women behind the wheels. Nazar 2 covers public places, for example, 
11 shopping malls in Tehran and apartment complexes. According to this plan, women who don't cover their hair or flout the compulsory hijab code in a shopping mall or in an apartment complex will be dealt with. Nazir 3 and 4 plans focus on women who don't observe the veil in recreation areas, walks, and in the cyberspace. That means that if a woman posts photos of herself which shows her without a head cover, uh, she'll be traced and arrested. Uh, in addition to these four plans, the Iranian regime is now working to monitor and control the design, production, distribution, and placement of women's clothing in stores. How about hospitals? What's happening there? It's going to be alarming for you, but uh, hospital directors and managers are instructed to refrain from granting services to improperly veiled clients because they're involved in an illegal activity and committing crime. They're also ordered to deal with the improper veiled woman. I remember one regime official stating that despite their 10-year festival seeking to impose the compulsory hijab, there has been no change. Yes, that's the truth. The regimes failed in imposing the compulsory hijab on Iran's brave and intelligent women who defy the regime in every opportunity. Iran's the only country in the world where women are flogged 74 lashes if they appear in public without covering their hair. Anti-hijab activists have been sentenced to up to 24 years in jail, but Iranian women have not given up their freedom of choice in this regard. A parliamentary research in July 2018 indicated that 70% of Iranian women oppose the mandatory hijab. Uh, this percentage has grown since then. Uh, one expert said every year sees some 5% decrease in the number of women complying with the compulsory hijab. In fact, the regime officials have repeatedly acknowledged their failure. That's why the state security force has been given the go-ahead to use arms and wait for orders when it comes down to enforcing and protecting this law. In fact, this is my next question. I've heard the Deputy for Women and Family Affairs advocating taking up arms to deal with the situation of improper veiling and women's defiance in this field. Yes, she did say that. And another religious agency declared that promoting virtue is not only a government duty, but also a public duty. And finally, as recently as May, one of the state security force commanders called on the SSF forces to fire at will and not wait for an order. It's shocking to learn that the Iranian regime and its IRGC commanders are permitting their forces to fire at will, just to deal with women who remove their veil or fail to fully observe it. It most certainly is. Let me remind our listeners that in 2014, the Mullah's parliament passed a law for the protection of enjoining good and forbidding evil. It was then the world witnessed those widespread acid attacks against women who were so-called improperly veiled. I can already guess that the perpetrators were never arrested or prosecuted. Never, because they have state protection. With Raisi's fire at will, the UN women and the international community need to take serious action to stop this irreparable violence against women. 
It seems that the Iranian regime is in a very fragile state. Despite all the economic problems in the country, it's spending its limited budget on creating agencies to monitor women for observing the compulsory hijab. It most certainly is. Public discontent is at an all-time high. The Iranian resistance is gaining more ground, and the resistance units have expanded their anti-repression campaigns, paving the way for more popular protests. As you know, Iranian women have been opposing the regime since day one, and that's half of the Iranian population. Women are like compressed springs. They've been the driving force behind many of the protests and major uprisings in the past years. Even the regime officials confess that they act as leaders in the protests. So the regime is spending a lot of money to preoccupy women with another problem, namely the hijab, and pretend that the problems with women are limited to the issue of hijab. However, Iranian women have shown in the past 43 years that a conflict with the regime is over basic freedoms and rights. That's why thousands of women have laid down their lives since 1981. They hold key positions in the leadership of the movement, and they've been at the forefront of all the uprisings in the past 10 years. Okay, let's conclude that women in Iran are systematically discriminated against in relation to individual, political, social, economic and cultural rights. At issue is not and has never been the hijab. But the clerical regime sensing its looming overthrow is now resorting to more desperate measures to contain public discontent and widespread anti-regime protests. It feels at risk from women so it's mustering all its forces to clamp down this driving force behind the protests, and it's using hijab as a pretext. Well, that's all for now. Our podcast team will be joining up with you again with more topics on women in Iran. Until then, we'll be happy to read your notes and comments. Don't forget your daily visit to our website, women.ncr-iran.org. From all of us at NCRI Women's Committee, Good day.